Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, and welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, and on today's show, I want to talk about unhappiness. I think we don't talk about the things that make us unhappy enough. We need to talk about the things that make us unhappy more, the things that we fear the things that cause us anxiety, frustration, that cause us grief and resentment. We need to talk about them more. I don't think we're talking about unhappiness enough, at least not in a constructive way. And if you're anything like me, you sort of talk about the things that make you unhappy, but it's like in a complaining way, in a satirical kind of way, in a sarcastic way, um, or in like a complaining way, or, you know, kind of like talking about it with your friends or with unrelated people, especially if there's like a problem with somebody else, like a problem with, you know, like a boyfriend or a spouse or a partner. And you're like talking about it with your friends. And it's kind of like in this complaining, but it's like, there's like a collective complaining there where you suck everybody into your negative experience. That's usually how we talk about the things that make us unhappy. But rarely, I feel like, do we actually talk about the things that make us unhappy or the things that cause us fear or anxiety in a constructive way? And I think that if we did that more, we could ask for what we needed in a more deliberate, specific way to actually get what we want and to actually, in a bigger way, relating it to food and body stuff, to get what our body needs, to get our body's needs met, our needs for safety, security, pleasure, uh, food, anything. And so, yeah, that's what I want to talk about on today's show, unhappiness, with the thought that if we don't talk about the things that make us unhappy, that unhappiness or that fear, that grief, that anxiety, it will just grow. And I have a children's book that I want to talk about that references uh, uh, that references like this concept in a, in a better way. And it's called, There's No Such Thing as a Dragon. And I actually heard of this book within another book that I'm reading, uh, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. He referenced this kid's book that I want to share with you in the show. And it's about Billy Bigsby who first sees a dragon at the foot of his bed and it's like cat-sized at that point. So he wakes up and sees this small dragon at the foot of his bed and he runs to his mom and he says, mom, there's a dragon. And the mom says, no, there's no dragon. There's no such thing as a dragon. And the boy kind of like moves on with his day, you know, just ignores it, goes to school, comes back. The dragon is bigger. Now the mom is like vacuuming around the dragon. You know, the dragon is taking up more space in the house. And all of a sudden, Billy comes home from school one day and his house is completely gone. And he asked the postman where, the, where his house went. The postman tells him where his house went. And he actually has to crawl up, you know, the tail of the dragon to get to the head of the dragon to find his mom. And this dragon is like engulfed the whole house, literally pulled it up from its foundation and moved the house. And the boy finally finds his mom. And he's like, mom, this dragon is so big. And the mom goes and looks at the boy. She says, how did the dragon get so big? How did we let the dragon get so big? And that moment, the dragon shrunk. Because at that moment, there was a discussion about the dragon. And when we discuss the things that make us unhappy, when we discuss the things that cause us suffering, it minimizes the suffering. It minimizes the pain. It minimizes the fear. We're actually putting thought to emotion in a constructive way that offers us hope, that offers a remedy. So when they engage in that discussion, the monster or the dragon rather shrunk. 
And it is the same thing that happens with our food and body stuff. It's like, wow, once we actually name it, once we actually give it a voice, it wants to be seen. Our insecurities, they want to be seen, right? Our deepest fears, the anxiety, the resentment, the guilt, it wants to be seen. Sometimes it gets so big that there needs to be a conversation about it or at least constructive you know, thoughts in the mind, objective, constructive, specific thoughts about this food and body stuff. Because when it is just circulating and when it is just a whirlwind in the mind, it's hard to actually talk about it. We have to be able to think about it when it's not super triggering, when we're not super in, when we're not in a super triggering event, when we're like outside of an event, able to just download and process, we're able to actually think about the things that are causing us fear, think about the things that are causing us anxiety, articulate them, and maybe share them with somebody else. How healing can that be to help minimize those fears, anxieties, frustrations, especially regarding food in our body? As women, we're not doing this enough because you know what? We're not asking for help enough. You and I, we probably share the same mindset of, we can do this on our own. Other people are doing it on their own. Why can't I? You know, I'm going to show them I can do it too. I can work out more. I can eat less. I can follow the diet culture narrative. I can do it. Just let me do it. And all of a sudden the monster gets bigger and bigger and bigger with every round of trying to improve ourselves. The monster, the deeper fears, the deeper insecurities, the deeper longing for nurturing in a different way. It's not getting addressed. The monster grows, right? The disordered eating grows. The disordered eating mindset the behaviors, or this is like the restrictiveness, the restrictive nature of diets, all of that grows and grows and grows with every time that we deny ourselves food, every time that we deny ourselves what our body needs, this monster grows and the body is eventually going to break and say, look, you need to see me now. You need to see this problem now. I'm needing something that I'm not getting. That is the growing dinosaur. And so there could be so many metaphors for that growing dinosaur. It could be any like unresolved problem, unresolved fear, any unresolved source of this unhappiness and suffering, that's the dinosaur. And it's going to keep growing if it's not addressed. And in regards to our food and body stuff, we're thinking, we're thinking that we're addressing it with like hopping on a diet or, um, you know, just exercising more, hiring the personal trainer. We're thinking that we're just like going to mask what we need with that, but it's, it's truly that it's only a mask. Really what the monster is or what the dinosaur is, is it's like this deeper digging stuff about like who we are, what we need and how we want to show up in the world. And we need a way of nurturing ourselves with food and with movement and beyond that aligns with who we are and how we want to show up. There's something not clicking with dieting and over-exercising. That's not working for many of us. And the people that you know in your life that you think are just doing that so well, you know, studies have shown it's not really sustainable for a lot of people. Genetics plays a huge role. We've talked about this many times on the show, but really what I want to say is that there has to be a reuniting with the self in the suffering through the deeper problems of lack of connection, lack of nurturing, desiring for love from the self and from others in the body we have. Maybe even saying that out loud, saying that desire out loud right away decreases the dragon. Now life becomes more manageable. Now life becomes more livable. 
Now, instead of having the food and body anxieties, fierce frustrations make their way into every aspect of our life, from our relationships to our work life and beyond, rather than it just being so pervasive, the insecurities of it all impacting us in so many ways, now we can reclaim ourselves. We can reclaim our health, our relationships, because now that fear, we've minimized it. We've talked about it. We found a remedy for it that aligns with who we are and who we want to be and how we want to show up. And maybe that's within the body that you have today. What an empowering message that is, you know, to really know that if we talk about these fears, the anxieties, frustrations, the suffering, we talk about the unhappiness. Once we do that, we can minimize it and regain control over it. And this could be not even in food and body stuff, but for anything in your life, small, like seemingly small problems that you feel like you can just tolerate in your life. They're seemingly small. You're like, oh, I'm just going to swallow that down, ignore it shove that under the rug, move on, move on, move on, keep hustling, you know, keep moving on, persevere. Oh, but if we don't acknowledge those problems, guess what? They grow. And so that's why intuitive eating is here. That's why intuitive eating exists. That's why this whole show exists is because we have tried to just bury things under the rug by following the next diet and hiring the next trainer. We've tried to just like bury it all under the rug, but instead What intuitive eating says is no, confront the food fear. Talk about your body. Talk about these things that are causing you the suffering. Once we talk about it, we minimize it. We can overcome it. We can heal these relationships by talking about it. And that is the power of the intuitive eating framework. That is the power of working with someone who you know could really help you on the journey as well to really see you and not just want to like fix, right? There's no quick fix with health. There's no quick fix through dieting or over-exercising. It is actually talking about these fears regarding food in our bodies. It's talking about it. It's talking through it. It's understanding it. And by doing that, we understand ourselves even more too. It's beautiful how that lays out. Don't bypass the fear. Don't bypass the contractive moments. Don't bypass the unhappiness to think that that's going to bring you to the happiness. No, it's actually swimming through it not over it, (laughs) to quote Nebo there, (laughs) swim through it. It's actually confronting it and you can do it. You can do it. Once you do it, you'll see yourself just like in other points of your life where you have, where you have faced something really big and really hard and really difficult. When you overcame that situation, you emerged differently. You became a different, better, more resilient person. Your food and body stuff, it's just like that. When you emerge from this struggle by confronting the fear, by understanding the unhappiness, by seeking support, by finding hope, by finding a remedy, by reconnecting with yourself, it's through that you emerge again, a bigger, bolder, brighter person able to show up authentically as you. Not as diet culture wants you to be, not as expectations set by your family, your peers, society, not by any of that, but as you, and that's where you shine. And that's where you tackle the monsters in your life. That's where you overcome the dragons in your life. And you're able to show up truly and authentically as you, Y-O-U, the beautiful you that you are. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. If you found this message reached you in any profound way, screenshot the show and share it with somebody who you feel needs to hear this message. Thank you so much for doing that. And while you have your phone out, hit the subscribe button. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for hitting that subscribe button. We are getting subscribers in every week, and I'm so thankful for that. And thank you for tuning into the show. We are here every Monday and Thursday. Thursdays are interviews. I have great interviews lined up. And Monday, it's just you and me here at the kitchen table talking about the food and body stuff that we can overcome to show up more fully as ourselves in the world. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you a super marvelous day, and I will see you on Thursday's episode. Take care.